Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, KSL News Time, 830. KSL's top story this hour. Overnight snow squalls uh, have mostly moved on, but they did cause some dicey conditions earlier this morning. KSL News Radio's Adam Small has been driving Weber in Davis counties over the past hour. Adam? Amanda, I'm back on Antelope Drive in Layton, and I got good and bad news. The good news is that the storm is really starting to break up, seeing blue sky behind some broken clouds, especially over the Great Salt Lake. The lake is looking terrific, by the way, seeing how much that water has raised over the course of this winter, like we talked about yesterday. The bad news, the traffic is horrendous going southbound I-15 from Roy, uh, probably to about Kaysville, Farmington. It is really backed up. Driving, you're lucky to be getting up to about 30 miles an hour for a lot of that stretch. So drivers still trying to make their way into work definitely make sure you're planning ahead today. The the drive is just absolutely brutal. The roads themselves are not super bad. Mostly just wet. A lot of that snow that was sticking about an hour ago has started to melt off, but it's more just that travel time that's getting in the way. But again, silver lining, we do get a break from the snow until later tonight, but remember to stay tuned with us tomorrow. We're going to be doing this all again. Reporting live from Layton, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Speaking of that snow, UDOT has already blown through their snow removal budget this year. A UDOT spokesperson tells KSL TV they had budgeted $24.1 million for snow removal, but they've already spent $25.8 million. But don't worry, the roads will still get plowed. UDOT diverts money from other areas when needed. Eye on the Hill 2023. Several bills requiring clergy to report child abuse will not be heard in Utah's legislature before the session wraps up on Friday. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz reports Senate leaders are explaining why. Senate President Stuart Adams says forcing clergy to report puts them in a spot where they have to be, quote, excommunicated or thrown in jail. He says he and Senate leaders met with a broad-based group of denominations but didn't specify which ones. Senator Ann Milner adds that clergy are there to help, and if perpetrators can't report anonymously, then clergy can't help. She claims the reporting then goes down. But groups have accused the legislature of protecting abusers. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. Another bill on Utah's Capitol Hill could give non-elected officials the authority to tax people living in subdivisions. Here's KSL News Radio's Kate Davis. The bill would let developers create a special district to help finance projects. Bill sponsor Senator Dan McKay says the bill would boost development and affordable housing in the state. The Desert News reports it would give developers cheaper financing because they would become a political subdivision. Opponents of the bill fear it would let developers be allowed to tax without the accountability of being an elected official. The proposed bill says all of the property owners in the area would need to sign on and agree to create the district. Some convicted offenders could own guns after three years if a new bill passes. Representative Phil Lyman says the bill is about civil rights and would not apply to violent offenders. People that have no inclination towards violence, no history of violence, especially gun violence, um, we, we did add a, in, in one of the amendments, add on if they're repeat offenders, they're not eligible for this. So someone who, who commits felonies while they're on probation, they're just not even eligible for this. So hopefully we've addressed the issue. We're not trying to put guns in the hands of people who would be inclined to use them violently. 
Lyman says the state could save $31 million in administrative costs if this passes. Millions could soon lose Medicaid benefits. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the federal government stopped states from removing people from Medicaid even if they were no longer eligible. We have over half a million Utahns today who are receiving their health benefits through the Medicaid program. Now all that is changing. Jennifer Strohecker, the state Medicaid director, tells us what you can do. So we are asking Medicaid members to update their contact information and respond to review requests when they receive them in their mail so that members can continue to receive their health care benefits that they qualify for. Once people receive notification to renew their Medicaid standing, they have 30 days to turn it in. Doing this as soon as possible will help ensure continued coverage. Britt Johnson, KSL News Radio. First look traffic. How's it looking now, Andy? Amanda, right now it looks rough still on I-15. Sadly, not much relief uh, from the delay between uh, the south end of Roy all the way down into Kaysville. That's where the uh, biggest delay is. And after that, we're starting to see some additional slow spots uh, creeping in both on I-15 and Legacy going down from Farmington into uh, Centerville. Big delays on 215's East Bench from a crash. And then the typical slowdowns at uh, Bluffdale and Murray for northbound traffic. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL's top national stories this hour. The defense has rested its case in the double murder trial of attorney Alex Murdoch, who uh, is accused of killing his wife and son. Defense yesterday calling Murdoch's brother to the stand. John Marvin Murdoch painting Alec as a good dad, describing his emotional state at the scene after the murders. I can promise you words don't do it justice. I would have to create a new word to to describe how distraught he was. And now the jury will see that crime scene for themselves. The judge granting the defense's request to visit Murdoch's property. ABC's Andrew Dimbert reporting. President Biden and his top generals continue to discuss the possibility of sending fighter jets to Ukraine. He says he's not criticizing President Biden. You don't bite the hand that gives you high marches, that gives you tanks, and then hopefully will give you F-16s. U.S. generals say Ukraine needs those more than planes. Ukrainian defense advisor Yuri Sak. We understand that they require training. And? The fighting during the past weeks has intensified. He says he's confident Ukraine will get the fighter jets. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Provo police say it was a case of mistaken identity. Officers helping a bail bondsman tackled a 16-year-old as he was playing goalie at a soccer match at the Peaks Ice Arena. Raul Baezabel tells KSL-TV he was watching the game when someone came to him and told him what was happening to his son. How do you, don't you see the face is not the same? I feel like they're going to kill my son. Baezabel says the aggravated assault suspect the officers were actually looking for showed up and said he was the person they wanted. Boy, major slowdowns on I-15 from Clearfield to Kaysville because of the weather this morning. We'll check that in the rest of your commute coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.